Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to the Toronto Raptors 101-96 win against the Philadelphia 76ers, and this was a fun one. This was a remarkable game to watch. Maybe maybe not as fun as that uh, that Game 7 win that we had the last time we played the Sixers, but nonetheless, the new-look Toronto Raptors came out and got the W against the Philadelphia 76ers, and this is an important game because the Toronto Raptors have struggled against some of the, the topper echelon. Not necessarily struggled, but have, haven't really got a lot of wins against some top teams in the league right now, and the Philadelphia 76ers, some people have them favored to come out of the Eastern Conference. They've they've been playing well so far this season. They had a really hot start. Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris. We know we know the squad from last year's playoffs, but the Toronto Raptors, despite some, you know, despite the Sixers having a solid game outside of Joel Embiid, but we'll get into that after. The the Toronto Raptors took all the punches from Josh Richardson, Tobias Harris, even Simmons to a certain extent, and got this W. Mike Scott, we know how annoying he can be off the bench, but before we get into any of the Toronto Raptors player performances, we gotta talk about this team's defense. Just all-around team defense, because the Toronto Raptors for the past few seasons have been known as one of the better defensive teams in the league, and last year, with uh, Nick Nurse's new defensive schemes that he integrated, and the additions of Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green, we really put ourselves in the upper echelon of arguably the best defensive team in the league. That's, that's the place where we were last season, and we still have a lot of really strong defenders, not just help side, not just long, wiry guys, but the whole collective just fits so perfectly together on the defensive end that we've really performed to a high level. It's got us a lot of our wins, just how we're able to grind and really lock up play. It's been talked about to death how we locked up LeBron, how we locked up Kawhi Leonard, how we locked up Dan, uh, Damian Lillard, and now the next victim of the Toronto Raptors defense is Joel Embiid, and for the first time in his career, first time ever, in a regular season game, Joel Embiid had zero points. 0 of 11 from the field, 0 of 4 from the three-point line. He was so shook by the fans and the crowd doing the doing the airplane, kind of mocking him in the playoffs last year. You know, he went 0 for 3 from the free-throw line, so shout-out to the Toronto Raptors fans for getting inside of his head out there. But the defense of the Toronto Raptors played on the stars of the Philadelphia 76ers tonight. It was remarkable. And the only reason they really had a, had the upper upper leg in this game for a while it was Josh Richardson just hitting some nice mid-range jumpers, so shout out to him, but he's he played kind of above his usual averages tonight. But yeah, the just the whole roster. First, firstly, you gotta look at Marcus All, who did this to, to Joel Embiid in the playoffs last year, showing it's not a fluke tonight, despite the fact he struggled on offense. Gasol's just positioning. I know he jumps on the pump fakes occasionally, but the how he gets into a beat keeps him from getting those clean shots around the rim that he usually uses his body to get to. Joel Embiid cannot push around Marcus All. Very few players in the league can push around Marcus All, and that paired with his IQ in terms of just just positioning himself to get in front of these big lumbering post scores. You know, it's why Vucevic really struggles against Gasol. It's why Joel Embiid struggled in uh, not just the playoffs last year, but tonight as well. And, you know, guys like Giannis, who get most of their points in the paint, they really struggle to, to score on Gasol. And I know a lot of people are going to trash him because he, he had a rough game offensively, and that's something we really can't just ignore. You know, we'd like to see Gasol be a bit more efficient on the offensive end, but the defense is extremely valuable. The playmaking is still extremely valuable, and I made this kind of rant last podcast. Gasol is still an extremely valuable player, still a starting caliber center on the in the NBA, and whether, you know, Serge is a starting caliber center too, so whether we bring him off the bench or whatnot, that's, that's Nurse's decision, but he is a very, very good basketball player, and we can't 
be trash him just because he misses a few shots that he probably should make. So shout out to Gasol, his defense. OG Ananobi sliding in there and just getting the ways. Took a, took a great charge on Joel Embiid at one point. Got a few steals. Pascal Siakam, I don't want to spoil any plays for later. So we'll talk about Siakam a bit. Rondé, the whole team. Terrence, I'm going to be, I could list off everyone that played for the Toronto Raptors tonight. And the defense was just absolutely incredible. So, you know, before we didn't, we, we're four minutes in. We haven't talked about any players. But shout out to the Toronto Raptors defense. Uh, but we got to break down some performances because Fred Van Vliet, the two-headed monster, Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam, they were phenomenal tonight. Uh, we'll first talk about Pascal Siakam, 25 points, seven rebounds, three assists. He started this game really hot, hit a couple of really nice threes, hit a few mids, got a few takes, and then kind of cooled off a little bit as the game went along. And I made this huge rant, about a seven-minute rant in the last podcast about how Pascal Siakam wants to be a superstar in this league. He needs to be able to hit timely buckets, whether he's going or whether he's, you know, a bit cooled off in in the mix of a game. And tonight, when the Toronto Raptors needed a bucket, when the Toronto Raptors needed a defensive possession from Pascal Siakam to show up big time, he did on both ends of the court. And you know that I'm specifically talking about that and one he had at the end of the game where he did that sweet little spin in the lane and got Joel Embiid to hit him on his body and knock down the and one. That was a big time moment in this game, and then. At the end of this one, Ben Simmons, one of the best transition basketball players in the NBA, one of the best passers in the league, came down the court on the fast break with a full head of steam. The six was only down one, so this possession was extremely important. Siakam was the only guy back. It was a two-on-one, and... Siakam being the star that he is reads the play perfectly Simmons tries to throw this lob over Siakam said Siakam was guarding the ball and then he somehow gets back and tips it to I believe Fred Van Vliet who knocked down a pair of free throws to really ice this one that was a remarkable possession and I brought it up last podcast if Siakam wants to be a superstar he has to step up when it matters and tonight that and one and that defensive stop that he got those were superstar plays. Even despite the fact he was struggling in the second half, he didn't really, most of his points, most of his scoring load came earlier in the game, the the first three quarters. So the fact that he's capable of doing those winning plays, those things that matter against a top-tier team, because he's been doing those things against the Hawks, against the Magic, against teams that the Toronto Raptors should be beating. Not bad teams by any means, but teams the Raptors should be beating on a consistent basis, but to do it against the Sixers, a team that's hungry, that's angry against the Toronto Raptors for what we did to them in the playoffs, it's a true testament to Siakam's development, and if he can do these things against top-tier teams, because we have some fun games coming up for the Toronto Raptors against some some top-quality talent, Siakam can really establish himself as one of those superstar electrifying players in the league. So that's going to be a very interesting narrative going forward, and as I mentioned, if the Toronto Raptors get that superstar player development from Siakam, I, there's no reason this team can't go back to the finals and really shock the world once again. And, you know, I brought up Siakam. Fred Van Vliet also had a remarkable night tonight. 24 points for him, 8 assists, 9 of 15 from the field, 3 of 6 from the 3-point line. And he hit some big shots tonight as well. He's really come into his own as the starter on this team. Not just scoring the ball, because he's getting more consistent at fishing around the rim. That's been my one critique of Fred Van Vliet this season, but facilitating for others. Eight assists tonight. He had one beautiful dish to Norman Powell after getting tackled. It was like a quarterback who just got got the ball off before he got sacked. It was it was a nice throw to him in the corner who knocked down a corner three. Fred Van Vliet, there's, there's not much more to say about him. He came out motivated tonight because he struggled against the Sixers in the, the playoffs this year. It looked like he wanted to start this game on fire, wanted to, to take out the Sixers as soon as he got on the court because 
that was probably the the low point in Fred Van Vliet's career. The, those uh, first two playoff series, and people lost a lot of faith in this guy because ever since he's come onto the scene, the Toronto Raptors fans have been all behind Fred Van Vliet, even through his ups and downs. But I think the the lowest point in Raptors fandom of Fred was after that seven-game series against the Sixers because he really struggled in that series due to the length and inconsistency shooting and inconsistency of being able to pass the ball over the, the lengthy defenders of the Sixers. And tonight, it looks like he put that all behind him. So shout out to Fred Van Vliet, really showing that uh, he's, a, he's a legit guard in this league. He's ready to, to ball out no matter the competition, no matter the size, just despite the fact he's a smaller guard, he can come out there and ball out. But uh, Rondé, Rondé Hulse-Jefferson is the next guy I really want to talk about. 16 points, 10 rebounds. He continues to come off the bench for this Toronto Raptors team and be nothing short of remarkable. He He's taking his opportunity with the Raptors because he had some injuries. He didn't really impress Nick Nurse that much at the B, I guess in training camp or whatever to get some minutes at the start of the season. But when injuries happened, Rondé has come in there and shown he's a staple. There's no chance he's falling out of the rotation while he's playing like this because not his jumper isn't there. His jumper is not there yet. He hasn't. Re- I don't think he's hit a three for the Toronto Raptors yet this season. But his mid-range is close. Shot close. Not really a mid-range shot, but the jumpers he takes closer to the rim. Those seem to be going in on a consistent basis for Rondé and his finishing with his explosiveness because he's a really athletic dude. And this is what we saw from him with the the Brooklyn Nets in his time there. He can really finish around the rim and he can be a scorer in this league when. You have a point guard that's willing to throw to him in the dunker spot, and he finishes over bigs. He finished over on B tonight. He finished, you know, the the Philadelphia 76ers are a tough team to score on inside with Horford and Embiid down there, and the, the rest of their, their players being over 6-7. The fact Rondé dropped 16 with 10 rebounds, which are certainly needed tonight as Serge Ibaka is still out, and the, the sixth series have those seven-foot behemoths down the lane. The, the fact he got that rebounding, the points, it was so necessary for the Toronto Raptors to get this win. And shout out to Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, man. That guy is a baller. Uh, Chris Boucher struggled tonight against the, the size of the, the Sixers, which makes sense. You know, they're, they're, their bigs are just so much bigger than Boucher. It's tough to ask him to be a backup center. Uh, I'll continue to harp on I think Chris Boucher will excel the most as a backup power forward and with an improved handle, maybe even a backup small forward, even with his rebounding ability and all that. And he can still get the blocks because a lot of his blocks are him ending up in a help side rotation and getting getting those swats. Those still happen when you're playing a forward position for the for whatever team you're on. He can still be that defensive presence, still being that re- rebounding presence while not necessarily having to guard the biggest players in the court, even though he's done a solid job with it since Serge Ibaka has gone down. Uh, the Terrence Davis off the bench, 11 points. He was... He does, Terrence Davis is so consistent, man. He he knocks down a three every now and then. He gets to the rim. He scores. He plays a remarkable defense. He gets you a couple of really nice rebounds a game where he jumps super high. It's it's such an asset having him coming off the bench. As an undrafted rookie, shout out Masai. You know, it's it's been harped on a lot, but Terrence Davis is such a steal. Norman Powell, OG, and Anobi on the wings. Great game, great game for specifically for OG. Both of them struggled to have some consistency shooting the ball. OG turned it on in the second half. Norman Powell hit some hit some timely shots despite the fact he missed a few. But the the fact that he got you about twelve, even if it's on the greatest shooting, that's it's, he's getting some consistency now. Even though the there's bad, good and bad games, but over the last stretch, the the games Norman Powell has struggled in. 
they they haven't been super low. They haven't been wanting you to just immediately trade the guy. He he's still doing positive things in games he's struggling. So that's a big thing. And OG Anobi already talked about his defense and he knocked down a few shots. Shout out to OG man. The whole roster is just super exciting. Anyways, we're 12 minutes of this podcast. I'm gonna I'm gonna swing it straight into the segments. And tonight, the spicy P lay of the day. I think I already brought it up in the podcast, but it's going to Pascal Siakam himself with that clutch and one that that clutch stop. Uh, Fred Van Vliet hit an important three at the to to get the ball rolling at the end of this one as well. So uh, there were some exciting plays throughout this whole game, but the ones that come down the stretch are just even more so going to catch your eyes and be be bigger contenders for the spicy play of the day. So shout out to those guys. OG's charge could be in this one as well. It was it was just a fun game, especially down the stretch of this one. So lots of spicy plays, but not all plays can be the spicy play of the day, and some just make you say, oh, geez. And tonight, the OGs play of the day. I brought up how well Marcus All played on the defensive end, but tonight, his offense wasn't really there. It wasn't super effective, and the most OGs moment was when the Raptors were down by two, I believe. Uh, Marcus All did an amazing closeout on Joel Embiid, to, who shot a wild three, considering he was 0 for 9 from the field at that point. Then uh, Simmons got a loose ball foul on Gasol. Uh, Gasol got two free throws that could have tied the game, and fortunately the Raptors ended up winning. But Gasol, an 87% free throw shooter, at least going into those free throws. That's the stat Matty Devlin threw out there. Missed both. And you could tell he was kind of looking at, for a, a guy that's a veteran, that's been in playoff moments, that's an NBA champion, you think a regular season game against a team that he usually plays well against, he'd be fine. You know, he'd be mellow, he'd be calm at the line. But I was looking at it, and you could look in his face, the way he was dribbling the ball, you just had this feeling he was going to miss at least one of them, despite the fact that percentages and the odds of that happening were unlikely. But nonetheless, he, he ended up missing both, and it certainly made me say, oh, geez, watching this game. And finally, the infamous, the one and only Damari Carroll Gold Star Award. I think there's no other person you give it to than Joel Embiid. They're, you know, we usually save it for Raptors players or whatnot, but if he's going to have, this is the first time in his career he had zero points. This man's is an all-star. This man's just got knocked out by the Toronto Raptors last season. You, I thought Joel Embiid was going to come in here angry, ready to go, trying, trying to get revenge on this team. He's averaging 23 points, 12 rebounds, and for such a big game. I know it's not the playoffs, but this is a huge game for the Sixers. They needed to win this one, especially with Lowry and Serge out. They needed Joel Embiid to step up and do something. And Marc Gasol, with his great, even with his great defense, Joel Embiid being the superstar he is, because people call him a superstar. People call him one of those upper echelon top 10 players. Some, I've seen some lists put him at top 5. Those are games that can't happen for Joel Embiid if the Sixers want to have success. So Joel Embiid is getting the Demario Kill Gold Star Award. Obviously, he's still an amazing player and all that, but... He, Marcus Gasol seems to have his number right now, so the Toronto Raptors got to make sure they keep doing that in all the, the matchups we have against the Sixers coming up. So, nonetheless, the Toronto Raptors had an amazing game tonight. It was such a great watch as a fan of this team. And I know this might sound weird because last year's a championship run and we had Kawhi, we had a surefire top two player in the league last season. This team is just more fun to watch in the regular season. I know in the playoffs it's a, it's a whole different thing, and last year's playoff run was the best stretch of basketball I've ever seen, but th- this the regular seasons comparatively this year to last year, this team is just so much more fun. Having not having guys step up and actually perform and beat these types of the caliber of teams, it's just exciting. I can't really describe how it's different, but... I don't know. I hope the Raptors keep this energy, this level of play up throughout the whole season. Hopefully it carries into playoffs. And if we play like we did tonight, keep grinding, 
focusing on shutting down the superstars of the other team and then having Siakam step up when the Raptors need it at the end of games, there's no team that's going to beat us. There's no team, there's no reason we should lose a playoff series to, to any team if we keep playing like that. I know there's some more talented teams, but with Nurse's schemes, uh, Fred Van Vliet, Siakam's evolution with returns of Kyle Lowry, Sergi Baca, the way everyone has stepped up, there's no reason that we should expect to lose any game, any playoff series if we continue to stay at this level. So I'm excited going forward this season as a Toronto Raptors fan. Let me know what you guys think. You're the best for making this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. Anyways, I'm signing out. Cheers.